1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails.
2: Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamoshek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek.
1: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are on the planet Earth. We're 30,000 feet in the sky the day after the Super Bowl. Yes, it's a sad day, but it's been paid a little more tolerable in spite of many travel difficulties. Leaving New York City, we woke up to snow, snow, and more snow. We didn't know if we'd get on our flight. We've been sitting and sitting and sitting some more, but we're airborne now on our way from New York City to LAX. We can't bite our lips for another moment. We have to talk about what we saw on Super Bowl Sunday. Nay entire Super Bowl week in New York City. Let's review it all right now, shall we? By the way, let me mention that as always, the Dave Damaschek football program is available on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. Alright, let's dig into it now. So many directions to go. Let's start it off with my main man, who is turned around backwards in his seat like a champion. He
2: rises to the occasion. My main man, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I got to. You know what? I know I don't want to jump into this immediately, but I know everybody who's been following us, listening to us to, for years knows where I'm going to go right off the bat of what we saw on Sunday night. And I have to say this: Bruno Mars was fantastic. Ah, uh,
1: you stinker! You did a misdirection. The point is that you know we, Rank, and I let our opinions be known on Peyton Manning. Many people called us haters. It wasn't hate. Peyton seems like a lovely man. We'll talk about it a little bit more here. He seemed absolutely delightful, but we did foretell of what was going to happen, what his fate would be at the hands of the the Seattle Seahawks. And so it was. Next up, let's say hello to another chum all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean. Not long ago, maybe two, three years ago, he jumped another airplane and flew from London and landed in his destiny, a.k.a. Football America, it's
3: Handsome Hank. Hello Handsome, how are you? I have been better Dave, on that flight that you talked about I was not sitting in seat 23E sandwiched in the middle seat Exactly where Peyton Manning is right now on the Broncos (laughs) charter flight. This is not a good spot for me right now. The Broncos made Peyton fly in the middle seat. I suppose that's what he deserves. Right in the back row of the plane. That's exactly where I am is where Peyton is. And he's probably as uncomfortable as I am. Maybe a little more after yesterday, in fact.
2: Not to mention he's probably wedged in between the two sweatiest guys in the building like you are, too. Exactly.
3: How dare you is what I'd like to
1: say. But on the other hand, let me say this, coming up very soon for your viewing pleasure, I uh, I had some day yesterday, it was truly super, had nothing really to do with football before the game, but I kibitzed with uh, with the Hollywood elite, A-listers, finally, I fulfilled my destiny because that's who I deserve to rub elbows with, really. Hugh Jackman, Aaron Paul, Kevin Costner, Dennis Leary, and, Jen- and Jennifer Garner, as long as Black Tie didn't delete it, we'll have that uh, video for you in the uh, in the coming days and/or weeks. Plus, a lot of good stuff that we went to NFL Honors on Saturday night, and we kibitzed with Colin Kaepernick and who else? Black Tie,
4: Brandon Marshall. We had uh, Freddie Kevin Morris who wanted to sing, and for some reason, you did not let him sing. We had Adrian Peterson. The goat Jerry Rice.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. We had Adrian Peterson Wait, hold on. was You're... delightful. Patrick Peterson was a delight, but I got to give my MVP to that night to Brandon Marshall. He and I, 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 we realized very quickly that we were soulmates.
2: Wait all a minute, right, hold on, let's... hold on. That Saturday night at Honors, you ha- you spoke with every Pittsburgh Illuminary that you could possibly. Oh, Jim Kelly.
1: Amaris. I gave them all cheese cubes. It was a grand time. All right, listen, it's been too long since we've seen him and kibitzed with him on the show. And now I've taken five minutes before we introduced him, seated to my immediate left, across the aisle, people coming to and fro between us as they go to make their water in the uh, in the dirty toilet at the back of the plane. <laughs> Here he is, everybody, at Move the Sticks. Soon you'll watch him talking about the Combine and all that jazz, all the uh, all the uh, noteworthy players that are going to be drafted coming up in May. It's Daniel Jeremiah. What's the poop with you, fella? appreciate you having me Dave Oh it's sure nice to, nice to be back with the fellas I It's a good I, booking on the plane you were the best of uh, the options we had Well I appreciate here it. I got to
5: give I got to give my pal Kavi a, a solid here too because I was I was rocking the C boarding pass and I could be in in Hansom's uh, same situation with the middle seat but he sacrificed he made a bold sacrifice he slid over to the middle gave me an aisle seat forever grateful.
1: I mean, inspired, I assume, by Pete Carroll's way, you know? Right. It's all about team. That's what it's about. Oh, and the other
5: thing, it's t- other thing, too, is a lot of times on these podcasts, for various reasons, uh, be it maybe not seeing any movies that were successful at any point in time, we will take shots at Black Tie, but I want to let you know on this podcast, I will not be taking any shots at him. Strictly because he's located directly in front of me, and has been kind enough not to put the seat back. <laughs> oh, so it's if he does, still time. If, it's he, still does, time, if he does recline, then then that uh, neck pillow he's been rocking for the whole flight is fair <laughs> game.
1: Yes, black tie is outfitted as though he anticipated that he was flying to Tokyo, and then not getting off the plane, flying immediately back to L.A. He has his jammies on, neck <laughs> pillow. He, 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 All manner of, uh, of comfort that he could possibly squeeze out of the back of this plate. All right, fellas, listen. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it all. I'm going to start with you, Rank. Okay. Before, you know, I want to talk about the whole week. But I did think, I did have a piece of gum just a minute ago. And I do want to go on the record with this. Of all the mint-flavored gums... Wintergreen is the worst. Can we the agree worst? It looks good, the blue packaging, but it's the worst. I go peppermint, spearmint, then wintergreen. green. How say you.
2: No, spearmint's my number one. It's been yeah, rock right solid. Spearmint so is right the number one. Uh, often, op, no, no, no. Often overlooked because how consistently great it is, and yet it still... And, and it plays well in the clutch, too. If you need it to come up in a big moment, you know that it'll show up for you. It won't bobble... The first snap of the game and let it trickle into the end zone. Now, That's Pepperman not going to happen.
1: so refreshing. The worst of the worst, though, is cinnamon.
2: Cinnamon actually. Oh, no, there's a new one out called Cinnamon.
1: I won't have it. Which That's is awesome. Unnatural. Unnatural. All right, Rank. Highlight of All the right. week. Or it could even be Sunday night. Was it? Listen, it doesn't make you a small man. You and I have taken much heat over the last many months for saying, listen, Bait Manning is a nice guy. He is a, he's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. And it's not a matter of saying that he jokes when he plays in big games. Rather, it's a matter that his style doesn't lend itself to success against the top-tier competition.
2: Go ahead and gloat if you want. I'm not going to do that. I want to talk more. I, I Listen, it was fun. I understand. And I appreciate everybody who came out on Twitter and was retweeting all the Bronco fans tweet to me during the week about how much of a moron I was for predicting a 38-12 to 12 score. So I do want to say thank you to all those guys. It's very nice of you, very sweet of you. I appreciate it. Not necessary. I felt, you know, we stuck to our guns. I held true. I didn't, you know, I didn't hedge my bets or do anything like that. So I feel good about that. What I really feel good for is, as a West Coast person, I was very skeptical that a Super Bowl in New York would work, but I was amazed at how perfectly everything went the whole week was fantastic. Super Bowl Boulevard, which we, I spent a lot of time on, for NFL.com Live, that was fantastic. Getting to the state, if, if, the whole, if the whole thing boiled down to was I had to spend an extra 20 minutes commuting to the Super Bowl, if that was my big problem for the whole week, I would still give it an A+. plus. Uh, well, I
1: wonder if we'd sing a different tune, if it would have snowed on Sunday the way it snowed on Monday morning, or if it had been the 10 degrees that it was on Tuesday on Sunday. I wonder how that would have uh, played out in history. Daniel Jeremiah, how say you? What your, what's your best memory or worst memory of Super Bowl week in NYC? Well, I, I agree with rank. It went, you know, smoother than I expected it to. The first day I got in there, Tuesday,
5: it was a little cold. Uh, yes, first, I was out there. The first couple days, a little bit cold, and it just got warmer every single day. It really was a nice week. Uh, the, uh, you know, the highlight of the week, man, Tell you what, I went. I went to a couple parties, had some fun at some parties. I You're went a front runner. I didn't get
1: to go. I didn't. I get, went to a for couple. A, of four, four straight years of going to Super Bowls for the entire week. I, I. I'm not judged. I have not been invited to one of these parties. Everybody talks about. Oh, Jay Z's at the one oh, this band, oh, Jay Glazer, this, everybody. I've never been invited to one. Why don't you go to those? I've never been invited this to
5: is one. How, this is how it goes, though, because I go to these parties, and it's not because I, my wife came out for a couple days, so that made it nice, but it's not because I really am into the music. or I just want to be able to tell my wife who some of the famous people are. And so you know you're probably not at the biggest party when you're like, honey, there's Joe Scarborough. Check him out. That's him. That's <laughs> Joe Scarborough. Just walked in. Now,
1: trust me, it's him. It's him. Scarborough, the biggest star sighting of the week for yes, you. Yes, that and was YYC. a big one. That was a big one. All right, Handsome Hank, how
3: say you? Uh, well, up until right now when we I became a part of the historic first ever plane cast, I think mm. this is my highlight. But before that, Dave, our culinary tour of America continued and eating wiener with you in, uh, I think, New York's number one wiener, wiener restaurant spot. Was, it was a delight. I make no bones about the fact that I enjoy good wieners.
1: And, you know, like you say, on Tuesday past... How much wiener did we eat, would you say? Almost hard to calculate. Right. I, I'll tell you this. There was one wiener that tasted of earth. Right. You know, and, I, and that doesn't sound good, but trust me... It was delicious. It, it was divine. How about the spicy was, leather wiener? The leathery wiener, yeah. I like the spicy leather wiener. It was so good... And then we went, you know, then we also had a Polish wiener. Yep. And this was a fancy place. It was a not, this wasn't some low end uh, stand at the counter joint. We went, it was, a, it was a terrific thing. It was a, it was a swank kind of joint. I don't know. Even cannibal was the. the name. cannibal. Then we went to an Italian joint with Matt Money Smith, his favorite neighborhood joint down in, uh, I don't remember the name of that place, I think it was, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I can tell you, Rick Riley, and Adam Schefter, and Brian Cushing,
2: and Trent Dilfer, and
1: Trent Dilfer were there at the table next to us,
2: and, were they being paid?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, when we left, Rick Riley was singing, Fly Me to the Moon, to Trent Dilfer, and no. karaoke
3: with the microphone and the piano. And as good as he was, the three bums outside that sang to us as we left the restaurant were a lot better.
1: Yeah, I would, I, you know what? When I think about it, I think you're right about that. And then uh, also then the next night, I went with the uh, Around the League boys, Hanzo, Swesling and Sessler. We went to the strip house, big steak with a big you know, prehistoric style bone sticking out of the meat and all that jazz. And, uh, and that was great. And Monty Ball... And no Sean Moraine over there. We had the same waiter. The waiter told him, We said, good tippers? He said, No, no, they were not. So, anyway, maybe there was some justice then in the way things went down. So, did Peyton
5: Manning choke or not? <laughs> uh, Are you
1: growing bored with our culinary? No, door? I
5: just, I
2: just can't believe that. I cannot believe that with you. Oh wait, I've got one, one other story. No, no, no. What, what do we need to say? Like I, under, I appreciate you. you're being very. No, I, know, sweet. I uh, this is your
3: moment. You this want is me, your
2: time. You want me to be like Bobby? I, I, the, I, really,
5: I thought that the beginning of the when 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 TD goes back when Black Tie goes back and and puts this whole right. thing together. I imagine that before you guys start talking about Peyton Manning, they will play One Shining Moment, and then you guys can just go into <laughs> How about this? How about this? One
2: choking oh. moment. One choking moment, absolutely. How about this? How about I play Bobby the Brain Heenan from 1996 when Hollywood Hogan joined the NWO, and he had his moment of satisfaction. He's like, I knew it all along. I've been telling all you humanoids for, for years, this guy's a phony. This guy's a ham and egger. Is that is that what you want? Because I'm not going to give it to you, Jeremiah. I'll tell you why. Because I want you guys, guys to have happy moment. That's no, all. because I went out, I made a prediction, and I stuck to it, and it came true. I can't do it because I'm often wrong about stuff as well. It's like he's just the most high-profile guy, and you know, there's a lot of fanboys out there, guys like Dan Hansis of the Around the League podcast, who love Peyton Manning. Yes, boo him. I know that Greg. I know I know he's sitting. Oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. TD, or black tie wants to be known as the biggest Peyton Manning fanboy, so I'm well, sorry. No, no, because I perfect timing,
1: uh, <laughs> optimal timing by black tie to embrace Peyton Manning the day after after that this game. This is it. Well, by the way, let's just you know, I again I think he is Peyton Manning. Here's the great thing about him. He goes to Richard Sherman after the game and asks after his health. You hurt your ankle, or you all right? After, after an apocalyptically awful game for the Denver Broncos, all the legacy talk, who knows what's going to be with Peyton Manning. That's a cool move by him. But DJ, it can't be debated. He really threw some memorably atrocious balls. That first pick he threw, dreadful. Anytime he exceeded 15 yards with the ball, it looked. It looked like Mark Sanchez.
5: Yeah, and look, I mean there's there was uh he's gonna be the focus of the whole game and you guys have your points. He did not play well, did not throw the ball very well, it was the biggest stage and he didn't deliver. But again, and you're gonna hear this from all the the Peyton backers are gonna come out, they're gonna backs against the wall and they're gonna come out and they're gonna say, I'm just telling you, it's gonna be he didn't give up the kick return, Demarius Thomas' fumble. The first snap of the game, the center, they put that on the center. Like, there's a lot of blame to go around. But, uh, to your guys' point, it was the biggest stage. And you have to have your best player, especially if he's in the conversation as being the best player you know, currently. Which you will no longer be. Time. You have to have him play at a higher level than what Peyton played. You can't, you
1: can't defend that. Well, and the other thing is, too, you know, people keep saying, well, you can't, it's not to discredit Peyton. You have to credit the, the uh, Seattle defense. I think... You can do both things. You know, this is the most prolific single season in NFL history for an offense. And the Seattle Seahawks held them to eight points. They literally, the defense literally outscored the Broncos offense. A phenomenal deed for all of time. Handsome Hank, what
3: stood out to you most from the game? What was most uh, striking? Well, I mean, we, we went into it talking about this matchup between the number one offense and number one defense, and it just didn't come out like that. You know, the Seahawks offense, it was always going to come down to which of the two weaker units, or supposed weaker units, the Seahawks offense or the Broncos defense played better. And the Seahawks' offense didn't just play better than the Broncos' defense. It played better than Broncos' offense as well. And that was the difference in the game. I'll tell you, if I told you this, you know, I
1: I always like those things when I say, if I told you that this guy was going to have that kind of game, you wouldn't believe the result. I I can't remember another one that's more like this. Peyton Manning... Sets the record for completions in a Super Bowl. Demarius Thomas sets the record for receptions in a Super Bowl. And Marshawn Lynch goes, what, 15 for 47? Right. If I gave you those numbers, you would say, well, obviously the the Broncos beat them by what? Four touchdowns or eight touchdowns? Amazing the way. And the other thing is this about, about this matchup. I feel like if the 49ers played the Seahawks on a neutral site, Ten times, I bet you they'd split, or maybe the Seahawks would win six, or the Niners would win six. Either way, it's pretty—they're pretty evenly matched. I saw nothing on Sunday that, if you played that game again, you wouldn't maybe get the kickoff return, you wouldn't get the pick six. But I see nothing that would lead me to believe that the result that the that that, that the winning team would ever not be this, like before, the same Before,
5: before, before we answer that question, we are located in the very back of the plane, right next to the restroom. Does anybody happen to have any air fresheners, some Febreze? It's beginning kind of to of smell, smell pretty bad back here. Oh, game. now, okay, now that we're Pitts. starting to talk
2: about Peyton Manning, now you want to take it off that direction. You were bemoaning I that. I can't even
5: think straight back here.
2: Well, I'll tell you what happened. A lot of things, and this is what I've heard from the Peyton Manning fanboys today, is like, hey, any any quarterback would have lost to the Seattle Seahawks. No, you really? How about Carson Palmer? How about the guy who went to Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks. I kill Colin Kaepernick. Who beat him? Like, Didn't, Paul, him. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Palmer throw four picks? Did he throw four picks no, in It's game? still the, the Arizona Cardinals won. And this is a thing. Next year, here's the thing. Draft Peyton Manning on your fantasy team. He's going to go out and throw 70 touchdown passes. He's going to throw all. He's going to probably throw for 7,000 yards. He'll never run the ball, but it won't matter because come playoff time, the same thing happens. Year in, year out.
4: This is just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Man made. It to I the was Super just propping him. The Man made it to the Super Bowl. Sorry, wait.
1: The, the, the uh, flight attendant's going by. Do you want to, What did you think of the? We'll get her on her way back. I want to get her thoughts on the uh, Super Bowl as well. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: the man made it to the Super Bowl. Won the MVP for the fifth time in a row, and you're just going to dismiss him because he came up against maybe an all-time great defense who was all over the game plan. I'm not saying. I'm not saying another quarterback would have done better. But a quarterback like Peyton Manning was more prototypical, pocket passer, not the biggest arm. People are going to struggle against that Seattle defense. That's just that's just a fact. Like, give props that's, to the Seahawks defense and, and stop trying to act like Peyton Manning is. No, you don't. No, actually, not hold, not old, you hold, making, hold on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Black Tie is finally embracing what
2: we've said all along. Great regular season quarterback. He's a guy who puts up Madden-type numbers. It's like the guys who want to go out and play Madden. And put it on rookie level, and said all sorts of regular That's what Manning is. And you would put out a perfect analogy about the Atlanta Braves during the regular
4: season, but he's not a playoff quarterback, and that's just the way he's always. He's not be. a playoff quarterback, and he made it to the Super Bowl. The man made it to the Super Bowl. You're going to act like, like you know, like he's not even like black guy. He
1: must rise. If I, he is, I agree. If he is I agree. The twenty million dollar man. Again, as I keep saying, you cannot then become egalitarian. And say, well, it wasn't his fault that the that the opening snap went over his head. And so, you know, he wasn't on the special teams when Percy Harvin returned that. Yeah, those guys don't make twenty million dollars. He is the team. He has to make them go. It is on him.
3: And he got embarrassed in the biggest game of the season. And then afterwards, he said, "Embarrassing. It's an insult to be said to be told that it's an embarrassment." See, well, Wes Welker said. That it wasn't
4: embarrassment. This so- is why I'm defending Peyton Manning. He was he was, you know, in you know, despair, he was depressed probably, but he was still you know, mindful of the moments be like, hey guys, you know we essentially he's giving the Seahawks props when he said this is not embarrassing. Got, they got their ass kicked. That's what happened. Like to say they, you know, like it was embarrassing. Like they didn't even try. Come on, guys. You got to give props to the team that wins sometimes. Like, it was a blowout. It started off wrong, but come on. It's Peyton Manning still a top five quarterback to me for sure. All
1: right, DJ. Let's start, because now the the so-called narrative about Peyton Manning has been set aside in favor of picking up. The talking heads have now picked up. Is this the greatest defense of all time? Is the Seattle defense? From what you've seen, you're younger than I am. I would put a couple other defenses I I don't know that you've ever looked at before. But where do you you know talk about the Bears of '85 and the Buccaneers and the Super Bowl team, the Ravens, and so on?
5: I would say you could make a strong case. It's the it's the best Super Bowl secondary, or maybe the best secondary, you know, in the last you know quarter century. I think you can make a statement like that. I think it's a bold statement, but I think it's it's definitely worth fighting for in terms of the best overall defense. Look, I came. To, I joined the Ravens a couple years after the Super Bowl, but the nucleus of that defense was still together. And with that front seven as dominant as they were, I, I wouldn't put Seattle up there. You know, if you have a choice, if I have a choice to have a dominant secondary or a dominant front seven, I'll take the dominant front seven.
3: I'll say you, handsome. I think. Yeah, I think DJ's right. I don't think that this is going to be one of the greats of all time. But what Mike Silver wrote on NFL.com on Monday morning immediately after the Super Bowl was that this might be. The blueprint for defenses going forward. And I think that, that that's a pretty good point. Those big aggressive defensive backs are gonna be something that teams look at and as every year after teams win a Super Bowl, people want to steal that steal something so, from some, them.
5: Somebody though, I talked to a buddy that's a personnel executive after the Super Bowl, he made a great point. He said, When you watch that game, it just looked like one fast energetic team right. from the coach to the players on the field in Seattle and then everything in Denver just looked old, stale and slow. It just it's just what it looked like to, yep. t- when you watch it on TV. So, you know, look I, I think on defense used to be maybe, you know, you during the Belichick teams, those defenses was so much was on size, they were huge. I mean our own Willie McGinnis outside linebacker. Will fork these guys they were enormous. Now I think you're seeing a change. I think it's you're gonna try and get a defense as fast and as explosive as you can get. And the interesting thing going forward, if you look at that NFC West, with San Francisco, with Seattle, and then throw in Arizona and St. Louis. That is some defensive speed in that division. Right. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if the Seahawks get back there and win it next year, but I would not at all be surprised if the NFC West is representing the NFC in the Super Bowl for the next several years.
1: You know, by the way, as we fly 30,000 feet in the sky, we have an engaging football based conversation. I'm wondering, maybe we're setting ourselves up for something i'm sure as we will fly on southwest and you know handsome hank was uh, about an hour ago he was in the back of the plane because it's a chartered flight he was mixing uh drinks of all manner for people making bailey's Irish all soft. I w- i asked the only drink you couldn't make
3: me i asked for a mojito and you couldn't get it for I'm him. sorry, I, just... though, I, I asked the pilot to, uh, to stop for some fresh sprigs of mint, but he was he just wasn't going to do it. You have your muddling thing? I had the muddling thing and everything um, else. I was just short on mint. That's a shame. DJ,
1: though, on one hand, I agree. Yeah, the speed and everything else, it looked like, as I anticipated it might, against that kind of a defense. And, it, you know, Tom Brady the, what might have met the same fate. It looks like an outmoded iPhone. you know Pete Manning sort of feels like a 90s uh, one of those big fat mobile phones. you know when you look at them, he kind of resembles that. But on the other hand, to be fair, everybody now and I've perpetuated as much as anybody the idea, the running quarterback is the wave now and now you have Russell Wilson who was just dynamite by the way in the first, uh, in the first period there. After they get up to nothing, he kept those drives alive. It didn't seem like the Broncos ever had the ball. In the, or really, even in the first half, they it seemed like they barely had it because he was missing some throws. Was Russell Wilson? But on third downs, he was he kept drilling throws. But to be fair, isn't it isn't it likely? Uh, not likely, isn't it almost a guarantee that once you get to once Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, all those guys get to their second contracts. Isn't that going to isn't it gonna be the same result, which is to say that just as the Broncos have to be built around Peyton Manning and you have to rob Peter to pay Paul Isn't that going to be the same thing?
5: Well, what's going to happen is it's going to put an enormous pressure on the front office, John Schneider and that Seattle front office, to keep hitting on draft picks because once you you look at the team now, with the Richard Sherman you're getting in the fifth round, Malcolm Spence is the MVP of the Super Bowl, seventh round pick. You have to continue to hit on those third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks because eventually once all these guys hit the market, like you said, you're not going to be able to keep them all, which means you have to have more in the pipeline. You have to keep drafting well. That's the pressure. They have to be able to produce starters, some cheap starters to offset those high contracts. And those cheap starters come in the later portion of the draft.
0: That's where the pressure's going to be. DJ,
2: outside of. What, isn't that a credit to what Pete Carroll had done because when they came in to that organization, they made like 200 transactions cutting, releasing guys, making all sorts of draft picks, going after guys like Richard Schumer, Sherman. Bruce Irvin was, like, a highly questionable draft pick, even drafting Russell Wilson in the third round because it was seen as, like, this guy doesn't even fit their offense, and they just put all that money to Matt is It seems to me, as long as they continue to bring in great guy, or guys who can still play well, like, that was the one thing that killed the Cowboys dynasty of the 90s was that they started losing guys like Jay Novacek and guys like Charles Haley, didn't spent draft countless well. drafts trying to find him, and they're drafting guys like David Lafleur, Shante, Shante Carver. Carver, guys like that. That's the key. Like, I think even if Russell Wilson has to get a big time contract, as long as they're still drafting guys like Richard Sherman in the fifth round, this team can be all right. Well, yeah, that's that's tough. tough. That's Is tough. That's, tough. that's, that's
5: very tough, very tough to duplicate. The only thing I will say though, to get back to your other point, Dave, about the the athletic quarterback, the wave of the future versus the pocket quarterback. I don't think that's what this Super Bowl was about. I I don't think Russell Wilson's mobility was a story of this Super Bowl. I think it was about building a dominant defense and a quarterback that could make timely plays. And we saw it uh, over the last few years with Eli Manning's Super Bowls. It's the same thing. He's not a mobile guy, but he played that key role, could get hot and play well in the playoffs. But I just think you're, you're looking at it now where it's like we don't have to have our quarterback be a top three, a top five guy. We can build a complete team. Plug in the quarterback and win the whole thing, which he didn't used to be able to say.
3: So, DJ, outside of Russell Wilson, who's the one guy that they need to make make sure that they keep hold of? Well, I don't think I think the two. I look at two
5: guys. Truthfully, you look take Russell Wilson. He's a quarterback. That's right. the obvious one. Earl Thomas might be my number one, even yep. over Richard Sherman. And then Richard Sherman would be 1B. If that's 1A, that's 1B. Those two guys, that those are the two guys I think that are very difficult to replace.
3: And you think the three of those guys, Wilson, They're Sherman? They're all
5: going to get paid, and they'll all be Seahawks for a long right. time.
1: All right, here's something I always love, or have loved for at least a quarter century now. As soon as the national championship in college hoops is decided, that night, Dickie V... Always issues his top five. Te- his top five teams for next. For, for wait, there's people shouting here. Listen, please, please be a professional. Please be a professional, fellas. Please, we're trying to do professional
2: work. And by the here. way, 30, if you guys can get a beer while you guys are
1: up there, um, <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah, a full round, please. Full Thank round. You. Be
2: now listen, Three beers and a diet Coke, please. Uh, diet Pepsi, the official like sponsor of the NFL.
1: I always like when Dickie B issues his top five. So let's do that, real quick, fellas. I know things are going to change. We haven't even drafted yet. Free agency, all yet to come. But we can kind of see where things are going to be to some degree, obviously. So I start with, I'll start with uh, Adam Rank here. Okay. What your? I I know it's crazy to get into this already, but I, as I say, I love growing up listening to it. Dicky V do it, so let's do it ourselves. What's your what where are we gonna be? In Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, right. I guess 52 weeks from now, who will we have watched in the Super Bowl?
2: You know, I always like what John Madden used to do, and he'd always say, hey, unless the, until somebody knocks off the champs or still the champs, that's I'll stick with them. Though, that's I know not,
1: hey, I, that, everybody's declared as they do every year, hey, this team's gonna be around for Seattle's gonna be in this for a long time, as though there isn't such a thing it's as free really agency
2: anymore. Yeah, probably so. You know, what the thing is, though, when but you made the point about how this team still has debt, how they don't have to pay In a game. lot for the quarterback. They're still going to be there. San Francisco's still going to be there. Arizona's going to be a very good team. St. Louis, or maybe Los Angeles by the time we're talking about 2015. Yeah,
1: let's get it going already. Right. You know what?
2: Like, those four teams are going to be great. The Packers will be back. Uh, you look at... I think the Eagles, like a, a Rankers, the Eagles ranked, ranked, there, There's those, only
5: three teams you haven't mentioned yet. You want to get those out of the way <laughs> I mean, too, you or you saying all the
2: 2013 playoffs. I'm not. Team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about a team from the AFC. I think. I'll just everybody accuses me of being a Patriots fan. I'll just say the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. I'll go with them, but it's going to be four teams in the NFC who are round out the top five. Oh. I would say Seattle, San Francisco, Arizona, Green Bay. Can I give you my? They, can I
5: give you my my team that I'm intrigued by going into next year? How about the Detroit Lions? Everybody's yeah. going to be off of them, right? Nobody's going to be on that bandwagon anymore. Jim Caldwell coming there could have a calming influence on him. I don't like that hire. Him. You like well, that I, 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 I think Jim Caldwell for Matt Stafford will be, calming, will be a calming
1: influence on him. I think it will be huh, good for I'm him. surprised by that because I, I agree with you that the, the – the bodies are there. I just don't love the. I, I, I don't love that. It feels so uninspired. I, I think. Like I, I think. Such a retread
5: move thing. I to think do. when you look at the lions, I think they're going to be better suited to be kind of coming from the back of the pack with no expectations, and they can just play free and easy. I, I think they're going to
1: be in a decent spot next year. Handsome Hank, how say you? Who do you like? Give me two
3: teams out of both conferences. Well, I'm going to say that the, the Super Bowl this time next year will be flying back from Arizona, and we'll have seen two teams from the same oh, two we're divisions. Not flying. we're flying. We're driving. We're, we're driving. All right, we'll take the bus. But we're going to have seen two teams from the same divisions in the Super Bowl, and it'll be San Francisco and Kansas City. Ooh, the Chiefs. Oh, there you go. And who's going to win that one? Uh, the 49ers. May as well stick your neck exactly. way out well, I get mileage
2: names. for that if I drive back from that Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> DJ, I, you also mentioned uh, we we were kibitzing because the buzz. It's funny. I picked up a couple things this week, um, and it, it, it is great fun. And yes, it, it's uh, you know it's rubbing elbows with the the football elite and all that stuff, and it is fun. But it is also informative. And I heard from I talked to two people. With Cleveland, and it just sounds like I mean I don't know you always hear it smoke and mirrors, but it certainly sounds like they legitimately want Johnny Football.
5: Yeah, they've uh, they haven't made that much of a secret. Which uh, sometimes when they're when that's so the information's flowing so freely, you almost start to wonder if it is a, is it is it a smoke screen? I mean, are they they're almost trying to get this out here how much they love Johnny Football? But when, when you look at the way that team's made up. This is, a, this is a team that's going to be intriguing to follow this offseason, too. Two first-round picks, a whole lot of salary cap uh, room, and you look at the quarterback decision they're going to make. Is Hoyer, is Hoyer, is Hoyer going to be a bridge to the next guy, or are they just going to bring in uh, a guy like Johnny Football and just let him roll? uh I Give me, me, this is, but this is I love like, going to be fun to watch but
1: instead of Johnny football let's say even he goes to the Texans so then their decision is Teddy Bridgewater which is another thing I learned they don't want Teddy Bridgewater right? they they really don't seem interested in him although they do like Blake Bortles let's say they don't go QB in the first round i this was a gangbusters idea i thought
5: yeah what if what if they decide that they want to take a quarterback with their second one uh, which is, I believe, is 26 overall, which could be a guy like, say, a Derek Carr or somebody like that, or maybe they wait till the second round to get to quarterback. And then with that high first-round pick, what if they just took Sammy Watkins and paired yeah, it, and paired him up with Josh Gordon, Jordan Cameron, and, you know, find yourself a back in the in in offseason, a free agency, what have you. That, that could all of a sudden, even, you know, Brian Hoyer, a guy kind of a distributor, that's not a bad group to play with.
1: I'll tell you, it is amazing, though. I agree that that's an interesting team. You know the Bengals who knows what they'll do I you know actually where do you think because the Andy Dalton experiment I know that the, I know that they've been pretty you know they, they've given a lot of a lot of rope to Marvin Hair to, to Marvin Lewis and I guess deservedly so he's now gone to the playoffs three straight years but whether it's Marvin Lewis or Andy Dalton It's now, it feels like, if I were a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'd feel pretty unexcited if they really don't do anything at the quarterback. Right. Going into 2014, but still, like, really still Dalton with no no competition?
3: You could see them being the Texans of 2014, where they go into the season with high hopes and then realize that not only is Andy Dalton not the guy to get them over the hump to a Super Bowl, but he may not be the guy who can even get them into the playoffs.
1: Well, and, and then that is what makes me ask, who is the best free agent? QB. Obviously, if you get a, you know the the paradigm of waiting a couple years before the rookie QB, before the young QB delivers, is way out the window at this point. But if they don't land a QB, who's the best free agent DJ? Is it Mike Vick? Is that the best? You've got you
5: do? Michael Vick. We'll see what happens with Matt Schaub. You know, can you get something out of him and in, in a new spot? Maybe he can kind of give you what he had before. I believe is McCown. Is McCown up or did he re, did he get redone? I don't know. Uh, If Josh McCown re-signed in Chicago or if he's still a free agent. don't Don't have my laptop open up here thirty thousand feet uh, uh, above ground. But that would be one I keep an eye on. By the way, by the way, by the way, trick question. Which is longer, ranks list of Super Bowl contenders or this bathroom line in the back of the (laughs) air?
1: Ty, who is this character? Don't you know we're spinning 30,000 feet in the air and you're standing right in between us? You know what? I commend you, though. Because unlike Peyton Manning, who could navigate around that uh, loaded backfield and still find his target, you have still hit the mark in my book, Daniel Jeremiah. What about into this? What is the likelihood? You know how these personnel things go. I've speculated about this for the last six weeks. Won't the Patriots let Ryan Mount? Mal- won't they? With with Belichick's love of draft picks, won't they? Isn't it? If you're if you're the Texans, let's say. Or the Bengals maybe, or a one of, or the Browns maybe. Michael Lombard, Mike Lombardi loves uh, Ryan Mallett supposedly. Bill O'Brien down in the te- down in Houston was the quarterback coach of Ryan Mallett early on. Would you offer up if you're if you're Cleveland or one of those other teams, or, or the tech? Would you say we'll give you a, a second round pick for Ryan Mallett? Wouldn't that make sense? Depends on what they think
5: of the of the quarterbacks uh, up at the top of the draft. That's gonna that's gonna tell us obviously what their evaluation is on those guys. If if they're if they, not necessarily have to make the trade, but if they're in the discussions for a guy like Ryan Mallett, that tells you they're not as enamored uh, with Johnny Manziel and company as much as they've tried to you know put out there that they are.
1: But he's good though, right? I mean, he's 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 got the big arm. He had the so it's five years ago. He's been with Tom Brady now for four years, that's got to work out. Yeah, right? but you just haven't seen a lot on NFL field in and, and real game action. That's the only thing we haven't seen. So you're
5: guessing just like you'd be guessing
1: some All right. of college kids. All right. Well, you're right, but it's a guess, but make the guess. Would you rather have Blake Bortles or Teddy Bridgewater, or would you rather try to trade a second-round pick for Ryan Mallett?
5: Well, I'd rather have Johnny Manziel if he was there
3: Really oh, oh, exactly. and I would
5: rather have Bridgewater personally than Ryan Mallett. Ooh, so, how about you, handsome, eh?
3: I, I think I think Johnny Football going anywhere is going to be fun to watch. I just I want to agree. see him somewhere. If you're the
1: Texans, you're just sort of this franchise that's been around for now, what, 15 years, and you've had uh, some some ups, but it feels like you're always going to be as you're basically the Clippers to the Cowboys in that state, maybe the Clippers to the Lakers. You're always going to be that to the Cowboys in that state. Go for the local guy. He might know he's right. not low. He's not a Houston kid. But, you know, A&M guy. It's a great story after a terrible season. The fan base would be aroused by this. But then again, Johnny Football in that AFC North would make that whole division awesome. All those teams you can see winning double-digit games. None would be a surprise. 2014 winning double did you game
2: that's the way I look at drafting Johnny Manziel is like what are you gonna get if you take somebody else the whole thing if you take Johnny Manziel and he fails like all right he was not a good player things didn't work out that happens if you pass on him and he becomes like the second coming or something like that that's one you're never gonna live down for about 15 years <laughs>
1: all right so what's your so black Tide's giving us the rapid sign? what's uh, going on there oh Akbar wants to say something look Akbar Bajabiamila. Wait, Akbar
2: Akbar's
3: sitting in seat one. Like Grant like the first seat right. on the plane. If he's there then he if he comes back here, he's giving up his seat for me. He can sit right now, here. This is terrible. Like. Biamilla, Akbar
1: Bajabiyamila today as we were on the bus on the way to the airport, showed off a glove. He has a mitten. Yeah. That I mean but it but you you know how you do like that thing, call me like Hollywood agents do, hey give me a call kind of thing with the hand? He has a glove, and he does that, and it's actually a phone, and he proved it to Handsome Hank. He called you from his hand, but it's funny because he looks like an insane man. He looks like, oh, the, the poor thing is talking into his hand. Just let him do it. Uh, right. That's all the- right. Final thoughts before we close it out here from 30,000 feet in the sky. Daniel Jeremiah, I'll start with you. You go off to the Combine in less than three weeks now. No end to football season. Yeah, my, my season to get ready to crank up. A lot of tape to watch, a lot of work to do,
5: uh, but uh, it's going to be fun. Be you fun excited draft. to see? Fun draft. You look at Clowney. We haven't talked about
1: him. We're talking about him a lot going
5: forward. He'll be a fun one to keep
1: an eye on. All right, so that'll be good for you. I wish I was joining you. That trip to Indy is a fun one every year. Handsome Hank, your thoughts. Final
3: words. Uh, I tell you what, if you're flying on a plane anytime soon, please, please make sure you look at the early spring 2014 edition of SkyMall. There's some great content in there. I advise. Like what? Give me your top two items. My top two items. Number one right now, something that I've already ordered while I was online on the plane. Pajama jeans. I don't think there's any of us who haven't wanted to sleep in jeans before. Now you can with pajama jeans. In a a multitude (laughs) of colors, including purple or green. That's pretty amazing. Who has purple's regular jeans? Well, it it doesn't matter. Now you can get pajama jeans instead. And then the other one, uh, black tie has been using a uh, a normal pillow that you use on a plane. You wrap around your neck. You can now sleep comfortably in any seat
4: with a sky rest. Breaking news. Have a look. Check news. it out. You want the it. Plane scheduled. LAX is now going to Vegas. By the to way, refill. we just that had true? the worst
2: announcement of my life. We're stopping. We're happening. going to Vegas, oh, and we're not going to be able to get murk? off the plane. An emergency landing in Vegas. We're stopping. Breaking to get fuel news, in Vegas. Boys. All right, we're not going to be able to stop and get off the plane, of course. But
3: Let's do part
4: two of this podcast oh, in Vegas yeah, on, the, on the
2: tarmac. Uh, From New York, New York it. Hotel and I Casino this time. I will night. make
4: a deal. We wrap this one up right now. We can do part two in Vegas. You're, tough, you're a tough but
2: fair boss. Black Wait, hold Ty. on. Let me say this to my new best friend, Jay Novacek. Thanks for listening.
1: <laughs> Those are your final words? Those are my All final right. words. Listen. Black Tie, thanks for uh, hooking up these mics. Daniel Jeremiah, a pleasure as always. Now Shout out to Hank, though. Over. This was
4: originally his idea. It's wacky Playing and crazy as yeah. I thought Playcast it was. Number
3: one, the first of many.
4: First ever, yeah. I think
1: it went all right. I was always going to say earlier maybe a sponsorship is yeah. in our near future. Yeah. Maybe every podcast we do will have to fly now from now on. But Jeremiah also pointed out maybe our next podcast should be done out at sea. You know, sky's the limit, fun. guys. All right. And Adam Rank and everybody else uh, making all the noise. We didn't let it get in our way. Why? Because we're pros. All right. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce in the very near future. We'll put a finer point on what we saw in the Super Bowl, and we'll project ahead all that jazz. Hopefully we're even going to talk to Seattle Seahawks star of the uh, Super Bowl, Cliff Aver, one of the many defensive stars there.
4: Should have won the MVP. Malcolm Smith Smith won enough two plays that – Right place at the right time. Here we go, the black guy (laughs) wrap Early word is Cliff Averill
1: may be in Studio 66 later in the week. So whether or not that happens, we'll be back to make more noise for you. Like I say, though, in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring...